Right. People, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'm going with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. Now, I understand it ain't anybody perfect on this green earth. Not preachers. Look here, I know preacher. And you can tell folks better how terrible sin is if you know from your own experience. <laughs> In a world of sin and seduction, there's a lot of ways of getting saved. My name is Oni J. Holy. Some do it with style. And I am a preacher. I don't, I don't mind you doing that. I'm going to the city. Some have other plans. I'm going to do some things I ain't never done before. I started my own church. Church of truth without Christ. Protestant? There's something foreign. Oh, no, ma'am, it's Protestant. What Hazel Motes wants is a good car and a fast woman. Do you think I should neck or not? I shall not enter the kingdom of heaven anyway, so I don't see what difference it makes. What he gets is the last thing he wanted. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. I am Anders Holmes, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Adam over Zoom in America. He, Hello. We can't really do this in person because, well... You know, well, we live in different countries, but yes, yeah, no, that's, that's ongoing. There is an ongoing coronavirus pandemic, even yes. though many people are vaccinated, including me. Uh, we, uh, we, we, you know, people are still dealing with this thing, which means some people should stay at home and some people should watch movies. And we can recommend movies to watch when you're staying at home and avoiding the pandemic. And you could also listen to our Bond Backwards episodes and maybe, you know, check out the Bond films at the same time and see what, if you, you know, make a, make a thing out of it. Yeah, exactly. Watch, watch Bond backwards as you listen to Bond backwards. Yeah. Do you know what film I watched recently that I hadn't seen in a while? I had to watch it for my uh, movie club that I'm doing with my friends. But uh, no, it was uh, Chinatown. Oh well, that's a fucking brilliant film. That's one yeah. of the best films. That, that's a, that's a, that's like for me. That is in the pantheon of the truly great, great, great movies. Yeah, that is, I would say, a cinematic masterpiece. It's so good. It like I feel like just the easiest the... cinematic masterpiece. What? Nothing. Um, did I? Carry was, on. Did I? But no, so, so, I, I love that you go with cinematic masterpiece, and I go with great, great, great movie. Yeah, so that's just... Normally yeah. I'm the pretentious one. Yeah, well, I don't know. We, we, good cop, bad cop, it switches back and forth between us. But no, yeah, I, I... Bad cop, worst cop in our case. <laughs> yes, very funny. Uh, yeah, so I, I really, really, really like that film. It's so good. I think just Robert Town's screenplay is just amazing. It's just... Not all Robert Town, of course. Uh, it's true. You could make that argument. But he was the one that walked away with the Oscar, so what are you going to do? Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. Even though his, his ending was it was rude. Yeah, I know. But like, have you ever seen the sequel, The Two Jakes? No, I've never seen the sequel, The Two Jakes. It's Is it good. 
I, th there's a very interesting production history, and it's sort of looked. Oh, so, so this is this is no, in other words. No, 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 no. But it's just it's it's interesting just looking at it because it, because the whole you know Chinatown is like a noir storyline, but it also is a history of L.A. A history of L.A. L.A. and in, in showing how it became what it is, like you know, draw, Mr. Gibbs. Yes. Sometimes you bring uh, water to L.A. or you bring L.A. to the water. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, you, do you have any time? Do you sew fish with, with the head on? What? Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was for a minute, I was completely lost, and then I realized. Yes, I was what making you talking you. about. Um, no, no, so, like, yeah, Chinatown was about water, Two Jakes is about oil, and the third film, I think, was going to be called Giddies versus Giddies, was about transportation and how America, uh, no, well, America has become a little bit polluted, but LA got polluted because of free, <laughs> by, by freeways and uh, cars and everything like that. And that, if most people know, that became the inspiration for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. So yeah, like originally the film was supposed to start shooting in 1985, but the film didn't come out until 1990. And they had a lot of actors already lined up. They had Kathy Moriarty from Raging Bull and Copland. And I think that would have been very interesting to put her in the film because she does look a little bit like Faye Dunaway. Uh, they also had, I think, Kelly McGillis, Joe Pesci, Dennis Hopper, and uh, Robert Evans, who's a producer. He he was going to star in the film as the other Jake, which then turned out to be played by Harvey Keitel in the film. But yeah, it, 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 I mean, I think Jack Nicholson does very good work behind the camera as well as in front, because Jake Gidd is, is one of his best characters and his performance in both films is really good. However... Uh, Robert Town's screenplay was just not really there in The Two Jakes. I think it's a very convoluted storyline and it's very, while Chinatown was a very convoluted story, you were able to kind of understand it and it was a bit more accessible. And I think on rewatches, you could, it gets better and you sort of catch certain things you didn't see the first time. But I think maybe if I watched Two Jakes again, maybe I might catch things again uh, that I didn't catch the first time. But no, it's a good, it, for what it is, it's fine. It's not anything special it's you know it's it's it's, it's a good looking film Vilma uh, Zygmunt the cinematographer is on oh, it yeah. so it's got some good people behind it and you also got Eli Wallach making a, an appearance and uh Tom Waits randomly Tom enough Waits. shows up you are apparently playing with someone's privates in a bathroom <laughs> that's his line in the film really Yes, it wasn't a joke. Who's someone's pirates in the bath? Yeah. The pirates. The pirates. The pirates is playing with the privates in the bathroom. Yeah. So, yeah, when it came, yeah, so it's fine. If you want to check it out. In the two jakes. An inferior sequel to a very good movie. Can I? Can we move on? <laughs> yes, you can. Sorry, I'm stuck. Okay, all right, okay. It's like a mixture of Eddie Vedder and Tom Waits. It was a, hard to tell what it was. <laughs> yeah, I said my Tom like Waits. A, like it's like a dash of Gordon Lightfoot also in there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so last time you recommended uh, Pow Wow Highway, which was a very yes. interesting film, which I really want to watch. Uh, so the film that I'm going to recommend is a film I watched over last month. It's a first time watch for it me. Took you a month to watch a film? No, I watched it. No, it didn't. No, it. I watched it last month. So I, you know, it's in June. In June, yes. It's the first okay. of July when if when we recorded this, in case anyone's curious. 
Why would they be curious? I, 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 I don't know. So anyway, the film that I'm recommending is a movie released in uh, 1979, and it has a little bit of a Chinatown connection because it's directed by John Huston, and it's called mm. Why... And it's called Wise Blood, and it's based on the novel of the same name by Flannery O'Connor. I do not know this movie. So the movie stars Brad Dorif as a man called Hazel Motes. He is a man who comes back from an unspecified war. It isn't really talked about in the movie. I, in the book, it's the Second World War, so you could say he's come back from the Vietnam War. So he comes back to the South. He comes back to his family home. It's been abandoned. He's plagued by memories of his uh, grandfather played by John Houston, who was a preacher who had like, you know, tents and talking about Jesus and everything like that. So that really kind of affected his life. So, and Hazel is a very, you know, he's a wanderer. He doesn't really have a place to stay. And throughout the movie, he kind of goes from place to place and he ends up in, um, in a town. Oh, where the hell did they move it? It was in, uh, uh, they filmed in Georgia and so he meets it, it's a film that really doesn't have that much of a plot but it's it's a little bit like a Jim Jarmusch movie where it's like you follow a main character a protagonist around and all the various different people that he meets one of which is Harry Dean Stanton who is a guy who also pretends to be a preacher and also pretends to be blind he has a daughter or someone who's related to him called, played by actress Amy Wright who becomes very infatuated by Hazel Motes and Hazel Motes is a guy who is not a big fan of the lord so he decides to be like this anti-preacher and start up his own church called the church of truth without christ and it's of his own creation and where he, so it's you know he kind of goes against god and the afterlife and sin and evil and say like you know we're all we're, we we control our own existence basically and i think it's a movie about like religion and how often it can warp someone's view of the world and also it's about people trying to find purpose in their lives and also trying to find you know meaning in what they do and also it's just it's a very it's a weird film like it's a very hard film to categorize is it a comedy is it a drama it's a little bit of both it there's not really a, a result there's a little bit of a resolution at the end it feels a bit aimless but it's very interesting you feel very engaged with uh with hazel moats and brad dorf who most people know was Oscar nominated for playing Billy Bibbit in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, which had Jack I just watched. I just watched that the other day. Great film. Um, yeah. Jack Nicholson yeah. starred in it. So again, another Chinatown reference. And also Brad Dorf was uh, is the voice of Chucky in the Child's Play series. So he's one of my favorite and actors. He's Doc Cochran in Deadwood. And he's Doc Cochran in Deadwood, of course. Oh, and, and Grima, Grima Wormtongue. Yes, exactly. Grima Wormtongue for all you Lord of the Rings fans. He's, he's a brilliant actor. He's in so many things, Brad Dorf. He's so, he's like, so good. He's so whenever he turns up, he's great. Uh, he also he has a small role, I think, in um, the Eyes of Laura Mars. That weird piano, a sort of horror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John John Carpenter wrote the screenplay for that, I think. Yeah, it's a very interesting film. That. Yeah, but yeah. Dorf is is one of the great actors. I mean, he's so good as Billy Babbitt in. Um, one for the uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Nest. Nest, yeah, and I um, mean, uh, so yeah, this sounds this sounds really interesting. It does not sound like a John Huston movie. It's a it's it doesn't sound like a John Huston movie. It's far from what I you know I, what I sort of connect with John Huston. It's very different from the Maltese Falcon. It's very different from something like the Man Who Would Be King. It feels you know it almost i feel it's his most experimental film and it's a very like indie production like it's like i think they made it for like two million dollars so it's very like mm. guerrilla filmmaking almost and um there's a lot of humorous characters i think it's you know it's a very character-based 
film. It's very character driven. It's not really driven by plot, even though there is kind of a plot in the movie. But, you know, there's a lot of great performances in it. Like Brad Dorf, as I just mentioned, he's just very like mesmerizing, very like haunting and mesmerizing at the same time. He's a very like you sometimes feel for him, but other times you're a bit frightened by him. And I think you, he's he could just fly off on the handle straight away. And like Harry Dean Stanton, of course, is great. And also, of course, the late, the now late Ned Betty is in the film. He has a small little role in the movie. R.I.P. Uh, you must atone. What is that, Tom Waits again? Oh, no, no, that's Ned Betty in um, Network. In, um, Network, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, someone pointed out that he, and I agree with this, he plays, he delivers two of the greatest um, voice performances in sort of recent animation history, right towards the end of his career. And one of those is the is Lotto, but the other one is the Rango. character in Rango, who's based on John Huston's character in Chinatown. Yeah, so we're just bringing it all back to Chinatown. Coming it's, full fucking circle. Right? Yeah, this, this episode just should be should be this episode should be called Six Degrees of Chinatown or something like that. Yes. Uh, so you've got your, you've got your John Houston, you've got your, uh, you've got your Brad Dorf, you've got a weird movie. Yeah. And um, I want to watch this. This sounds great. It's a very, very good film, and um, it's basic. I, I feel like he's channeling directors like Jim Jarmusch. Very, in, it's a very like indie directors. But this is before it, Jim Jarmusch. But this is very much before Jim Jarmusch, and I think in many ways this could inspire all these people who are just like, okay, we have a camera, we have a location, let's just go out and shoot stuff. And I think he's also channeling people like uh william faulkner or even someone like tennessee williams like a little bit of a little bit of those guys it does make me want to read a lot of flannery o'connor's books and stories like i haven't read any of her stuff flannery o'connor is um is great a good man is hard to find is one of the greatest um of all short stories um and um and she has a number of other of course great ones um yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, what little of hers I've read, I, I really, really appreciate it. The screenwriter of the film, Benedict Fitzgerald, who also co-wrote the screenplay to The Passion of the Christ, which is a, um, you know, the film directed by Mel Gibson. Um, yes. When he was a child, one of his babysitters was, according to Wikipedia, Jesus Flan Christ. One of his babysitters was Jesus Christ. No, it was, um, it was Flannery O'Connor. What? Apparently, so yeah. So there's that little connection to the film. Oh well, so why not? You know what? I just figured out it's on the Criterion Collection, so I might watch this film. Yeah, it's a it's a strange film. It's a very hard film to sort of categorize and what sort of genre it is, but it's very interesting. You really, you, you it, it's. I mean, you don't. At times, it kind of jumps from it. You know, we see the world through Brad Dorf's eyes, and we start to sort of listen to him and his viewpoints on humanity, and that there's no sin. You know, we are we're the you know makers of our own destiny basically in a very sort of nihilistic sort of way but at the same time when it goes to like other people like dan shaw's character enoch emery who's like this very weird childlike person who's just trying to belong find friendship with brad dorf who wants nothing to do with him and also just trying to help him along with his like crusade of building a new church and stuff it's very humorous but at the same time it's a little bit sad so it's a uh, yeah, it takes you on a, you know, different sort of emotions. This You feel a lot of different emotions with this movie, but it's very engaging. It's, it's an extremely engaging film and very experimental, you know, given what John Huston did before this movie. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Um, you've sold me. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that, that was great. Uh, perfect, perfect recommendation for this uh, 
for this project that we're yes. doing. In 2000, we have a list. People yes. can check out our list on Letterboxd yes. with all the films we've recommended. Exactly. And I will say just on the last thing of the wise blood, it, in oh, 2003, the New York Times did place this film on its best 1,000 movies ever list. They are such wankers when they make these lists, though. They do all these, like, kind of New York Times, like, lists of, like, yeah. the greatest actors working right now and the greatest movies of the decade and the blah, blah, blah. And I hate movie lists, even though we're about to start a project where we're literally going to make lists. Uh, <laughs> but I hate other people's movie lists and because um, they're always wrong but you know what sometimes i i when it's a thousand like the thousand and one movies you must see before you die by steven schneider schneider no, roy schneider roy, <laughs> rod steiger by rod steiger uh, you want to see this movie yeah <laughs> oh you die it's like why is this movie on this list why is this movie on this list i will not watch this movie i will not 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 <laughs> hi dougie um <laughs> Any fans of Waterloo? <laughs> there are no fans of Waterloo. Well, no, there probably are, actually. I feel like it's one of those films that if it was just, like, 10% better, it would be as loved as, like, the Battle of Britain or Zulu or something. But as it is, it's a bit of a mess. Um, but Rod Steiger is very funny as Napoleon. Um, the part he was born to play. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so uh, check out the Letterboxd, because that's where we do... We make lists, and yeah. we... You know, and our lists are actually good, except some of Anders's are bad. Uh, but uh, oh, uh, my thank you, thank you. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I did do my my John Wayne list that I'm very proud of of the John Wayne films I've seen ranked from uh, most left wing to most right wing. Um, and um, curious to check that one out. <laughs> most of them are right wing. Um, so you know, have have fun with it. Letterbox is like the positive social media. Let's have fun on Letterbox before it gets ruined by the world. You know, like <laughs> Twitter is broken. Instagram is full of people's bottoms and th them doing the sausage legs thing in the sun and taking. Um, there are there is a lot of bosses. bosses. A lot yeah. of asses. A lot of yeah. it. I mean, in both sexes. A lot of people being asses and a lot of people showing their asses. A lot of people showing <laughs> food as well. Yeah, well, I do that, so that's alright. Um, I don't show my ass there. That much. Um, the um, yeah, and that Facebook, of course, is a joke at this point, and um, and uh, and and you know, and, and and obviously, Mark Zuckerberg is one of the great great cunts of the world. So, uh, so go on Letterboxd. It was founded by film geeks. It was founded by people who want to share information about films and rank films and rate films and talk about yeah, films. Yeah. And it does it. That's all it is. There's some really good people on there, like us. And yeah. like Mel Bowie, um, and like you know, he's he's good. Uh, who who are some people you follow? Uh, I don't. I forgot. I don't. Not. Not. I can't you remember. Are so bad. At I this. can't remember anyone <laughs> off the top of my head. I, I, I Tom Waits. There's Tom Waits. <laughs> no, Tom Waits is not on there. Um, no, I do, I do, I do. My Tom Waits impression is just going down the toilet each time I do it. Sound like, sound like, I thought you were about to do like an impression of Mass Miggleson for a second from Casino Royale. Mm. I, I wasn't. Uh, anyway, a Bond, look, I, I'm just thinking another Bond movie that they, if they ever do another Bond movie, they should get Tom Waits to either play a role in the film or do the theme song for the film. Now, okay, I can agree with that. Normally, your ideas are terrible, but this is an <laughs> idea that I am very, very firmly behind. Yeah, exactly. Goldfinger, <laughs> he's the man, the man with the mightiest touch. <laughs> 
Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> my voice hurts. Uh, <laughs> that did hurt my throat a little bit. But yeah, anyway, it uh, so painful. yeah, wise blood. Dude. Painful for us. It's painful for the listeners. <laughs> Especially for people just pulling out their headphones, like ugh. <laughs> yeah, just people on the people in their cars, just like ah. <laughs> so why did you crash into that tree? Someone on the a podcast. Yeah, he said it was a long period of talking, and then someone started yelling, and the tomato. <laughs> Uh, that, okay. sounds like, that sounds like a right winger. <laughs> it's a long period of talking and then yelling. Mm-hmm. Well, um, follow us yeah. and return to see what I recommend next time. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you recommend. So yeah, do check us out on Apple Podcasts. Tune in uh, Spotify. You can also send us an email at homesmoviespodcast at gmail.com. You can also f- check out our blog. I just posted a couple of pieces about Chinatown and the two Jakes. You can check them out. I'll also add them in the episode description. So yeah, there we go. Bye. Oh, and uh, You're Innocent When You Dream is a great song by the great Tom Waits, which I've been listening to a lot, and I recommend as well. Old uh, 55 is a good song as well. We love Tom Waits. Yes. There was a murder in the red barn, murder in the red barn. (laughs) We have to go. (laughs) All right. All right. See you later, guys. Bye.